The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello and welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you could join me. I've got such a fun guest. I'm really excited to dive into this. So thanks for tuning in. If you're listening live, I broadcast live every Wednesday, 1 Pacific, 3 Central and 4 Eastern on unityonlineradio.org. And as I'm waiting to go on my show here, I always get a chance to check out a little bit of Victoria Moran and Main Street Vegan. And her show is always amazing. I always learn so much. So make sure you check out Victoria as well. You can always get her show in the archives, go to her show page page download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Also subscribe to my podcast, of course, Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. I love to hear from people if you're enjoying the conversations. This is what I love to do. I love to chat. I love to talk to people and learn something. And hopefully you guys will learn something too as you check out the show. You know, these days it's been hard to keep motivated, to keep myself up and positive and try to remember that I'm a magical being. And I'm sure you're in the same position, you know, with, with everything that's been happening this year with the upcoming election, you know, people's collective anger, losing jobs, of course, COVID, we can't forget about the pandemic. It's impossible to forget about it. Every, anytime you turn on the news, it's 24 seven. I mean, all of this is so overwhelming. And as I was reading uh, the book that we're going to talk about today with my guest, Shelly Wilson, you know, trying to remember that we are magical beings, we're energetic beings and electric beings. You know, the cells in our bodies are specialized to conduct electrical currents. So it makes sense that we're absorbing all of this energy that's around us and the emotions from the people around us. It's, it's really fascinating what's going on. So my guest today has written a great book that reminds us that we are more than our emotions and what's happening around us. We do have the ability to choose our thoughts and actions and make empowered choices that are essential for our physical health and our mental and emotional health. So I want to welcome my guest, Shelly Wilson. She is an intuitive medium, an author, and a life coach, and she is passionate about helping people wake up to their greatness. And in these crazy times, we need it. <laughs> we, we need people like her. She offers intuitive coaching small business coaching and private readings as well as Reiki sessions. So she's written an amazing book called Embracing the Magic Within, which is available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And you can also check her out online at shellrwilson.com or just Google Shelly Wilson Medium. That's probably the easiest way and she'll come right up. So I want to welcome Shelly to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much, Diane. I'm so looking forward to sharing a conscious conversation with you today. Well, I'm conscious. So. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake anyway. You're you know, awakened and conscious. awake. Yes, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, just in the situation that all of us are in, it really is difficult to sometimes remember that we are, you know, conscious beings. We are magical beings, like you describe in your book. And, and I was having so much fun 
just spending some time with the book and, and reading it. And I, I wanted to say I really liked your book because I think it's a great resource for anyone that is just starting on a spiritual path or spiritual journey or starting to ask questions, as well as people who have been studying things for a while, because it really gave me some reminders on how powerful we really are and that magic is real. You know, and I, like I was saying, sometimes I, I tend to forget, I get, I get jaded, I get overwhelmed with the influx of information that just is coming at me at, at all angles. So your book was really a great reminder of that. So I just wanted to ask you first, you know, how did this book come together? Because this was released this year. And then, you know, trying to get your message out there in the middle of a pandemic, that must be just crazy. Like, how did everything come together? Yeah, so the inspiration came to me at the end of last year, literally in December. My guide said, you know, it's time to write a new book, to put it out there. And I was just put, letting the inspiration flow. And I knew um, what I wanted it to be about. And the main thing is, is there's no chapters in this book. So there are some dividers or separations type things, but it's uh, a collection of stories, words of wisdom, power statements, even some graphics and reminders of the truth of who we are. So it actually came out literally right before things were shutting down. And, you know, it's one of those things, just like your show is titled, we have to be very present. So this was that reminder to me too, to trust, you know, to be adaptable, to be flexible and know that the people that needed to receive this message would. Right. It must've been just a, I can only imagine, you know, trying to launch a project, you know, and then have something like this happen because we had had no idea who could have predicted anything like this. I mean, I guess some people maybe could do that, but, you know, we had no idea that we were going to be going into this challenging time for all of us. And your book just really arrived at just the right time, I think, to kind of help us you know, help us along on this path. And I was curious, you know, have you always been interested in metaphysical and spiritual things? And were you brought up with a, a spiritual tradition growing up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling and smiling at the same time. So I was raised Baptist and my um, upbringing, my dad's a civil engineer. So no, there wasn't really a um, environment that was conducive to this type of upbringing and this type of work. But I always knew things. I was always very sensitive. I remember having out-of-body experiences and feeling things and and not quite sure knowing what it was. And, and looking back, a lot of the things I experienced health-wise, I realize now it's just because I was super sensitive to energies. And now that I'm older, shall we say, and more awake, I know what it is that I'm dealing with. Right. And you're joining us from Oklahoma. Is that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. So, you know, growing up, probably things like this were not talked about. You said you were brought up Baptist. And I, I related to a lot of the stories and things that you shared in the book. I mean, when when I was growing up, I, I grew up Catholic and you know, we never talked about anything like that. So if I if I had those kind of feelings or experiences, I didn't really have anybody to share them with, you know, and it wasn't until I got older, like you were saying that, you know, I realized there was all this, this information out there. So you are an intuitive medium, as well as a life coach and a business coach, and you work with people. And I think it's so cool that you're able to 
blend these two things, you know, to work as a medium and then to also work with people as a life and business coach. And how do those two things weave together when you're working with people? Yes. So first of all, I am definitely not the fortune teller type reader when it comes to reading people intuitively or psychically, reading their energy. I want to give them the tools to empower them to know that all of the answers they seek are within. And then the mediumship aspect, when I work with that, I want it to be about healing. I never want someone to be dependent on me to talk to their loved ones because we actually all have that ability. It's a matter of tuning in and heightening that awareness and also believing that those thoughts and memories and impressions and those signs that we get are really spirit communication from our loved ones who passed. I love that you're saying that because I've spoken to a lot of people that are mediums over the years and so many have shared just what you're saying that we really do have that ability ourselves to tap into that and really open ourselves up to spirit communication. And I wanted to invite some people to call in if that's okay with you. And maybe if they had questions that they could ask or maybe get a reading, would you be comfortable with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, great. So I'm going to throw out the number 816-251-3555 if you'd like to join the show and have Shelly answer a question or maybe make a spiritual connection or a mediumship connection for you with someone on the other side. So when you first were aware of being able to do this for people, what was that like? I mean, how, how did that happen when, you know, you gave your first mediumship reading or made that connection for someone? Yeah, so it was actually, I remember it vividly. It was back in 2010. And once again, I'd always known things. I felt things. I started practicing Reiki first, which was in 2008. And then in 2010, Lisa Williams came into my awareness. And I actually applied to take one of her first advanced classes. And it was just like divine timing, perfect synchronicity and everything else. And in that class in November of 2010 in Dallas, Texas, I also collect, uh, connected with a lot of amazing people that really are still in my life today and we're just all growing and evolving together and then it was after that I had the wonderful opportunity to study with James Van Prague and also Tony Stockwell and John Holland and so each one of those teachers have been pivotal in my journey and as I said before Diane the main thing is is I always want mediumship to be about healing I don't want people to feel dependent on needing to seek out a medium to connect with those that have crossed you know, it's great that you're mentioning these people. These are such amazing teachers and, and people that I've been able to interact with. So you've learned from the best. And we yes. used to have Lisa Williams <laughs> uh, doing a show here with us on Unity. And her shows are still available in the archives if people want to check them out. And she's doing a lot of work on Facebook and just such a great teacher. I mean, I bet you learned so much from working with those people. Yes, absolutely. And I actually, after studying with Lisa in that first class, I took two more classes with her in 2010 and traveled to Calabasas, California to do that. So it's always uh, amazing. And with James, I went to Seattle and John was in York, Maine, and Tony was actually in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. So each one of those brought me to different parts of the United States as well. And how long have you really been doing this work professionally? So 
doing reading since 2010. So it's been 10 years. Wow, that's a long time. And the more that you do it, I mean, it's really like anything, right? The more that you study and really immerse yourself in this work, things can really evolve and grow. Is that right? I mean, wouldn't you say that your abilities have have really grown the more that you've been studying and working with it and working with these people? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of it too, Diane, is to be in that flow of allowance because we have to get our humanness out of the way. We have to trust what is flowing through us. And of course, we're going to use our frame of reference when we convey the information that comes through. But many times we have to be able to just give what comes through. And that's one thing that John Holland always said is just be the tube, just receive it, convey it, and don't try to interpret it. Right. He's he's so great. <laughs> I love John. I, I worked with him for many years uh, when I was at Hay House, and he's such an amazing teacher. And, you know, you I know you really did your work. I mean, as I was reading the book, you referenced so many great teachers throughout your book, Embracing the Magic Within, like Sonia Choquette, Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, you cite him as a really big influence, Matt Kahn and Dr. Wayne Dyer. You know, Dr. Dyer, of course, very close to my heart. I mean, who was the first teacher, you know, when you were young that really kind of opened your eyes where you, you read something or you heard them speak and you were like, okay, this this is what, this makes sense to me. Yeah, so as you were speaking, the first thing that came into my awareness was actually seeing um, the show out on a limb, uh, Shirley MacLaine. And I remember being younger uh, when that came on TV and that's what absolutely fascinated me because I was like, oh my goodness, I know that I've lived before. I know that I've got to learn more about this. So I have to deem her as the very first influence with that show that sparked something. You know, I remember reading that book, that Shirley MacLaine book. Yes. That was a, a big one for me. And also, I think uh, the Brian Weiss book, um, Many Lives, Many Masters, Yes. you know, yes. back in the 80s. That was when I first became aware of, you know, really thinking about that concept of reincarnation. And I just thought, oh, wow, you know, this makes so much sense. I mean, but that was something that was definitely not taught um, in Catholicism, you know, growing up when I went to CCD, you know, Sister Hyacinth never mentioned that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I kind of had to study uh, those things on my on my own. But those are all amazing teachers that you had a chance to work with. And you say in your book, you know, that your mission is to remind people of the truth of who they really are. And what do you think that we're forgetting? What is it that we're really forgetting? Well, I think a lot of it is, first of all, that we're love. And if we can just see ourselves as divine love and, and even going back to the unity principles, which is something that ever since I discovered unity, I've just gravitated towards them. And, and one of their principles are human beings are divine at their core and therefore inherently good. And the more that we see ourselves as those miraculous beings and the divine incarnated and, and just being who we are, the more that when we understand that every experience that we're having is here for us, it's not necessarily happening to us, but that may be how we perceive it in that moment, especially when we're faced with challenges. Right. And your work in the book really dovetails so beautifully with unity teachings. 
And I love that you've been out, you know, speaking at, at different Unity churches and, and that you love the Unity message because I really love it. And I think it's such almost like a, a well-kept secret <laughs> in a way that this um, idea that we're not horrible sinners to be judged, that we are divine beings with such amazing potential. I mean, I think that message is just so empowering and, and so needed. So I really love that, that you really vibed with the unity yes. principles. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, and, that's and just so like great. I mentioned in the book too, in the introduction, Diane, where I talked about 2020 um, being a time to create, of course, and we think of 2020 as clear vision. So it's a time to gain clarity. But in numerology, four is a time of personal growth, creating our reality, laying our foundation. And one of the other principles is thoughts have creative power to determine events and attract experiences. So being October now and looking back since March, especially when all of everything was was um, right in front of us to me if we can see all of these challenges as actually opportunities to learn and grow and to see what the blessings are it will shift our energy and shift the energy around these situations too right right that's so true such a great point i'm talking with shelly wilson and she's the author of embracing the magic within and she's an incredible intuitive medium as well as author, life coach, and, and business coach. And I wanted to grab a call before the break. Is that okay with you? Yes, absolutely. Great. Well, let's see what's happening here. Go to the phone lines. And let's go to Matt on line one. And Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling today. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? I'm, I'm very interested. <laughs> i got to get that book. Yes, yes, you should. It's a great read. And you'll you'll learn a lot. I mean, Shelly covers a lot in the book. I'm hoping we'll be able to, to touch on a lot of the things she brings up. But, um, you know, one of the things that she does is her work as a medium. And did so did you have a question? I mean, what, what would you like to ask Shelly today? Well, I actually have, um, I, I, I like the medium part because I've never used the medium. And my sister just passed away in April. And I was kind of wondering if I could get some vibes from that because I, I always get vibes from her. And But I also wanted to state that I know I heard that she grew up Baptist and um, how she's come about to do the spirituality. And that's what happened with me a long time ago was that um, I had gone to a Southern Baptist school and was taught one way and grew up Episcopal, which was a different way. So the whole thing about religion with me is just too, I want to say contrived, that might not be the right word, but the spirituality part and the, you know, we are love and that, and that we, if we give love, we get that back, that I agree with 100%. But I really, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, well, you'll love the message in in Shelley's book, because that really comes across. Yes. Well, Matt, it's nice to connect with you today. And and first of all, please accept my condolences on your sister's transition. But I want to, first of all, just as I was 
feeling your energy when you when we're coming on because bear in mind one of my strongest abilities is I'm clairsentient which means I'm empathic uh, which means I'm a feeler and so what I was feeling first of all is a lot of heart energy now I can read this first of all as picking up on your energy that I'm connecting to you and just feeling lots of love um, and warm embrace and that kind of thing but I can also read this too that this is perhaps something that your sister was challenged with before she passed um, whether it was heart lung or breast issues now can you relate to either of those please heart lung or breast well yeah it all took place um mm -hmm. she actually passed from cancer okay which started, um, in, her, which started in her lungs Okay, so. chest area, heart chakra. Okay, thank you for that. Right. Because when I feel energy, it's it's in one of those chakras, which are the energy centers. Now, the sense that I get, um, I'm just hearing, um, first of all, I'm seeing in my mind's eye, just this beautiful woman that is also um, showing lots of joy, lots of happiness. I see her crying, but I will tell you, those are tears of happiness and tears of joy. I don't feel a sadness from her, but I just see this overwhelming, almost like when we're to the point of bliss, that we just feel so overwhelmed that the emotions are flowing. Okay. And I just oh, okay. get this sense also of peace from her. And I'm feeling this sense that she's wanting to remind you also um, of your greatness. So anytime that you being begin doubting who you are or doubting your worth um she's just saying you know remember your greatness matt you've always been a star okay okay well that's yeah I was that sounds positive <laughs> yeah it does i was always an advocate for my sister when she was um here on this planet so um my sister had a mental disability um she was not severely I would not, she wasn't severely mentally challenged, but she had her challenges. And um, so I'm glad to hear that she's at peace because there was a lot of things here that didn't bring her peace. Mm -hmm. And so just the image that I was seeing, as I said, with the, with the tears, you know, that may have been something that you witnessed here and, and perhaps it was sadness at the time, but she very quickly reminded me to, to note that what she is feeling now and, and sensing now is, is the bliss. Okay. Do you know if she is anywhere in the location of my father? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, is there a Richard connected to your family? Because I'm just hearing I'm to acknowledge the name Richard. No, not at all. Okay. Okay. I just want to recognize that. And sometimes that's a last name with Richards. Um, and this may be a loved one or just another spirit wanting to say hello. But anytime I hear a name coming in, I always want to do the honor of acknowledging them. Okay. okay. Now, just no, when I ask your father to step forward, first of all, um, I'm just getting this immense amount of warmth and it's like the Reiki's kicking in. Now, first of all, was your father, did he have uh, a prolonged illness um, that he was facing before he passed? Yeah. Yes, okay, because I, I just get this sense of um, someone that was in need of healing um, and hoping for healing, and, and the healing is there now, definitely. It's it's already happened. I don't see them in the same place, but kind of like we think of, you know, our home has many mansions, or our mansion has many rooms. I've got to get that quote right. Um, the idea <laughs> is that they can have different spaces, okay? Okay. 
And so the main thing you want to remember coming back to you also, Matt, is just anytime your loved ones pop into your mind and whether you have a memory coming in or see them in your mind, that's actually them popping in to say hello. Oh, I believe that 100%. Every time, my father was very, um, very handy and artistic man. And whenever I have problems with a project that I'm doing, I always just kind of say, okay, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes to me how to solve the problem that I'm dealing with. So, yeah, Perfect. I agree with that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm seeing just an image in my mind, um, seeing in a car now. Does your car, um, is the shifter on the floorboard area? Yeah, it is. Okay, because what I'm seeing is, you know, hand being placed on that, pausing for a moment before putting into reverse or into neutral or drive. Um, But I'm just seeing a pause. So I I just get this sense that even maybe what is being shared at this time is in those moments that you place your hand there and you pause, that there's that inspiration flowing to you also. Correct. Now, how did you know I had a uh, five-speed transmission on my car? <laughs> I, I just saw this, so that's what I wanted to convey also. <laughs> okay. That's so interesting. Wow. I, yeah, lo- that- I love how you're able to to do this kind of work, Shelley, because do you see you see the images, right? I see things in my mind. I feel things. I hear words. And a lot of it is trusting what's coming through because – part of me wants to say, wait, is that real? Is that true? You know, does it make sense? And the other part of me has to say, Shelly, just give it. Just give what comes through. Well, we're going to go to a break in just two minutes. Did you have kind of a final message or, or something that you could convey to Matt? Yes, Matt. The main thing is, is once again, be the shining star that you are. Oh, I will do that every day of my life. I promise. Okay. <laughs> That's so great. Well, thank you so it much was, for joining uh, us. Yes, it was nice uh, talking with you, and I will definitely go and see about your book because that sounds very interesting. So okay, thank, thank you for you. having me on. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Diane. Well, it's so great to to hear from people when they call in and, and share their experiences. And, you know, you bring up a lot of um, – about energy and and how that works in the book. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. We're going to take a short three-minute break for some spots, and then we'll be right back. So much to share in the book. I mean, so much about healing, about working with our energy and our energy centers, um, your thoughts on Reiki, how we can shine and really empower ourselves. So we have, hopefully we can cover everything in the next, <laughs> in the next half hour. So thank you for joining me and for listening today. I'm Diane Ray. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm talking with Shelly Wilson about her work as an intuitive medium and also a life and business coach and her book, Embracing the Magic Within, available wherever books are sold. Thanks for joining me. I'll be right back. Glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Thanks for joining me after the break. I'm Diane Ray. 
and this is Be Present. And thanks for listening today with my guest, Shelly Wilson. She's got so much amazing information to share. I've really been enjoying her book. It's called Embracing the Magic Within. You could pick it up anywhere, and I hope you do. It just came out this year, and I was telling her in the previous segment that this book is just so perfect for what we're going through right now. And I can't imagine like trying to do a book launch in the middle of a pandemic, but you've done a great job. And the book is so comprehensive. You know, it covers so many things uh, within the, the spiritual journey that we're all on and just really always kind of coming back to the main idea that we're spiritual beings just in this human body, you know, having this experience and that these bodies just kind of come and go and, kind of just like a shell. And I wanted to share too something that I had shared with Shelly before we did this live show that I'm very interested in metaphysical things and paranormal activity. And I'd sent Shelly a video that I had recorded on a security camera of a crematory that a friend of mine operates in Florida. And I've been watching this security camera for quite some time for most of this year. And I've just noticed some really amazing activity with orbs. And these are incredible kind of balls of energy. And I really believe that this energy is coming from the people as they're leaving their bodies. And I think there might be a little bit of confusion as they're first leaving, like, where do I go? What's happening? You know. I'm, I'm out of my body. This is unbelievable. And I and I watch this and I I feel like really I feel really positive though. Actually, it's not. I know people are thinking you're you're a weirdo or this is creepy, but it's not like that at all. When I see this energy, I feel you know like this is love. Like these people are finally freed from their bodies, going wherever they're going to go. And maybe there's a little confusion at that point. That's why they're kind of you know flying around. And so I shared it with Shelley because she talks a lot about energy in the book that we are energetic beings. And I just wanted to ask your opinion on that video. Yes. And, and so thank you for sending that to me. And, and I love orbs and a lot of people will be naysayers and they say, you know, it's just dust particles or moisture, but orbs are emanation of spirit. And the first thing we want to recognize is everything is energy. And what we learned in school is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed. So when we leave our physical body, we become that energetic orb that is moving around. And sometimes it can stay very present to certain areas too. Now, this doesn't mean places are being haunted or things like that. But what you shared with me in the video, the sense that I got was definitely that energy being free and moving around. And I believe that, you know, when we do make that transition, that our soul does leave our body at that time. But we may also like hang out and and check things out. That's why when our loved ones are in spirit, they can tell us what they saw after they pass. They can tell us what was in the room, who was in the room, what was happening, even at the services that may be as well. So I just get that sense. And I also felt that also a lot of the other orbs could be those ancestors just coming to celebrate their freedom from their physical body also. Right, because I think that when we do make that transition, that we don't make it alone. Um, A great author in the field of 
grief um, research, David Kessler wrote an amazing book called Visions, Trips, and Crowded Rooms. And he interviewed a lot of people that were hospice workers and, and doctors and nurses that were with people right at that moment of transition and that they would share that they were able to see their loved ones, like, like they came there to welcome them and kind of help them over what is a pretty incredible experience to go through at that moment of death when we make that transition. And so when I see those orbs, I think of that. I, I think of those people, our family members and our loved ones coming to help us as we make that transition. So I don't think anyone ever makes that transition alone. And I appreciate you sharing your your thoughts on that video because <laughs> I think people think that I'm crazy that I'm watching security cameras at crematories, but I I just love to see that light. And just also to tell you that, you know, when I when I check the, the cameras, that doesn't happen every day, you know, where there's so many orbs like that moving around. Sometimes there's one or two, sometimes there's nothing. And I've also seen them react to people like when when someone is being brought in, there's kind of more activity. So it's mm -hmm. really interesting. And I've kind of like kept note of what's going on on that day, you know, yes. when there's and, a lot of activity. Uh, so I think it's amazing to watch that energy. I really do. And so I really, I love when you talk so much about energy in this book. Yes. The other thing I want to add, Diane, is that orbs are also, they can be healing energy coming through also. So as you were describing that scenario with, as the physical bodies were being brought in, perhaps this was the other energy beings, orbs coming through to also just help the person through the process because we even know i mean and the person doing the work because we know too that you know many times this may be emotionally exhausting for them also even though they may not have known that person it can still be very hard as well right yes i think i think that that as well see it's so great to talk about this kind of stuff with people that don't think that you're crazy <laughs> now, it may be a bit taboo you know. for some people, yes. or they may be confused or a bit fearful. But I think, you know, when we feel safe to have open, honest communications, regardless of the topic, you know, this is how we learn and grow also. Yes, that's true. Keeping the lines of communication open. And, you know, it's kind of the last great unknown, right? I mean, we can all speculate on what we think happens to are to ourselves, you know, after death, but really nobody knows unless, unless it's happened to you, right? I right, think that it's, right. and it could be a very individual experience that is different for everyone. And I, I like to kind of just have the question mark there, like we, we just don't know. I have, I have thoughts and ideas of what that could possibly be, but let's, let's keep the conversation open and, and talk about it a little bit. So I think that's so interesting. And another thing that was cool that you brought up in the book that I wanted to ask you about was, you know, talking about healing. Um, and you mentioned working with the angels, in particular, Archangel Raphael, in the explanation of the chakras and energy centers, uh, part of the, the beginning in the book. And I just wondered if you had always believed in angels and how do you think that they help us or maybe they help you in your work? 
Yes, I well, I believe definitely that we all have angels surrounding us, that there are archangels and that we have guardian angels. And I just remember my fascination with angels actually came from my grandmother. I just remember her having figurines and, and painting and things like that around her space in her home. And it just always felt like that connection. And of course, we can interpret these depictions in many different ways. But the main thing is, do we find comfort when we believe in something. And to me, Archangel Raphael, who is the angel of healing, is very prominent with all of us, especially when we're going through challenging times or we have a diagnosis. And all we have to do is call upon that energy to assist us. And that energy that you share in the book is green, right? Like the color or the color green, if we're if we're going to visualize that. Yes, I typically visualize Raphael as an emerald green color. Um, but of course, you've got different ideas too. People may say, you know, I see him more um, as a purpley color or, or a white color, whatever it may be. So to me, there's not necessarily a set, but more often than not, I, I feel like most people visualize him as a green color coming through. Right. And there's been a lot of research in, you know, visualization and healing and the power that we really do have to heal ourselves. And, you know, case in point of Myrtle Fillmore, one of the founders of Unity, you know, was able to heal herself through what they call affirmative prayer. So there's a lot of um, testimonials, I guess, or first person accounts of people working in, in this in this way you know, and it's particularly with angels, I think is really interesting too. Now, personally, I haven't seen one, although maybe, I don't know, <laughs> you know, talking again about the, the security cameras and some of the things that I've witnessed, maybe there might've been an angel. I, I want to see one, like a real big one with wings and, and the whole thing. Maybe I will someday. I don't know. I mean, have you had an encounter, do you believe with an angel or do you feel it not as a visual thing, but you feel it more as something that you sense, like the yes. presence of yeah, an angel. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously a lot of it may be feel more of a, a presence that we feel versus see. But I like to think a little smaller in regards to when I view them. You know, we think of sometimes as these massive beings, and yes, they can be. But I like to, what I refer to as angel sparks. So sometimes you may just be looking over somewhere, and next thing you may see just a little flash. And it may be a little flash of blue, a little flash of green or white. And to me, that's really that angel presence coming forward right and just being aware that it's there that that is yes. there you know and, and kind being of being amazed I think that's what spirit loves and when I talk about spirit to me that's our angels our guides our loved ones in spirit and we can even think of God source consciousness being in involved in that as well but the more that we are in awe and amazement and joy and once again embracing that magic that is within us that's where everything shows up because even as they say uh believing is seeing so when you start believing that it's possible you'll see it and and just to venture off just a little bit too i've seen fairies and some people may say there's no way you know they they can't exist they're imaginary that kind of thing but i have seen them so i'm totally a believer in that and i believe before i saw them 
And you do describe that in the book. And I thought that was so great of a trip that you took to a spiritualist camp. Yes, and Lily Dale. Yeah, and I have heard so much about Lilydale, and it's on my list. I really want to go there. I've been to a different spiritualist camp in Florida. It was called Casadega, but I went in the daytime, and I was not able to have that kind of experience. But you felt that you were really, would you call them elementals to see? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's awesome. See, I want to see that too. I want to be able to open be open myself to those kind of experiences and be able to uh, feel and and see those kinds of things. But you're right; like you can't really share that generally with, you know, the guy at the gas station or whatever. That <laughs> yeah, they may give you the you... look like, "Are you okay? Do you need some assistance?" <laughs> Right, right. Do you need some help? So being able to, I haven't really talked that much about that realm of of the elementals that they call them, or what some people might call the fairies. There's actually really such a rich history. It's so fascinating, especially in the Irish and, and Celtic traditions, that those were like the first people, you know, that, that were here. Oh, Jeff kind of popped in by accident. That's okay. <laughs> hey, anything anything can happen in, in live radio, you know, and it often does sometimes here at Unity. But maybe you could share a little bit about that experience. I mean, what when you were at Lilydale and you you took that walk? Um, were, yes. Were so you hoping to all, see Lilydale something is just like that? Magical. It must be. Yes, and and it's a spiritualist community outside of Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, and it's got a lot of rich history in regards to women's suffrage and such, too. Lots of, of famous people were there, and it's just the energy in this community is is absolutely amazing and it's has the most uh mediums uh that in in one area as anywhere as far as i know but just my time there and my first visit was in 2014 and and i've had the pleasure of visiting there uh, six different times and each time going out to the woods and just connecting you know being able to see the orbs with my physical eyes as well as capture them in in video and in uh, pictures, and then also just seeing the fairies. And the first time was in 2018, and I was invited to be a part of this group that was going out there. And for a moment, I hesitated because I thought, I don't want to intrude. And then I had to remember I was invited, that yes, you're invited to go, so go. And I am so glad that I said yes. And it was, um, even the year after that, I went back on my own again, and saw them again. And the idea is, once again, Diane, just believing that it's possible. Right. Being open to having that experience, believing that it could be possible and and it could happen. That's yes. so cool. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to Lilydale someday. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really want to go and experience that. That sounds so cool. So it's, it's so awesome to talk with you. We've got about 10 minutes left, so we'll try to cover a little bit more of some of your teachings in the book. And I love that you're out there, Shelley, and you're doing this work because you're really trying to empower people and, and help them heal and let us know that we're stronger than we really believe. We're, we're more empowered than we really believe. And you share some great tips in the book. You know, one of them is to surrender or release to spirit anything that you cannot control and kind of be open, just like what, what you were talking about, you know, be open to possibilities and believe. And could you share a couple of other tips 
to yes, becoming more empowered? Absolutely. So, so the first thing is, is just for those that may need a little bit more of an explanation, we have to remember what we do have control of. And we do have control of our thoughts, our words, our actions, our emotions, how we choose to perceive and how we choose to respond. And everything else is beyond our control. So what we have to do then is, you know, recognize, well, is this worth my time and energy investment? You know, what shall I do? That kind of thing. But some other good tips that go along with that, first of all, just as your radio show name is, be present. That is our biggest gift that we can give to ourselves instead of dwelling in the past or constantly thinking about what's next in the future which of course it's great to plan we just don't want to reside there we really want to do our best just to be here now to be present and to do our best because after all we are human and another thing is do conscious breathing so anytime things start feeling overwhelmed and we're stressed and maybe even feeling a bit scattered we can consciously breathe become aware of our inhalations and our exhalations and also something that's really really important especially this year is be adaptable and be flexible so going with the flow those are great tips so great i mean i always try to practice conscious breathing you know when i'm trying to do a little meditation or, or get into a calmer state and just kind of breathe in breathe out um and just really great tips and it's funny you know the name of this show be present i mean i i rack my brains and turn myself into knots trying to come up with the name of a show because quite frankly all the good names are taken you know i looked at everything i didn't want it to be to this or to that and then i really just wanted to remind myself you know because for me personally it's a struggle to be present it really is i'm fighting it all the time i'm always worried about what's happening you know tomorrow what's going on i'm stressing about this and so i really wanted to remind myself that all i all i can worry about is right now this moment is the only thing that i can control my reaction to whatever is happening right right now you and i are talking i'm here in san diego you're in oklahoma and we're we're having an interaction so i can only worry about what's happening right now so it's it's funny that you mentioned that because i really just picked that that title as a reminder to myself because I'm the, I'm the worst I'm the worst offender <laughs> of not being present. So don't I don't want people to think that oh Diane's an, an enlightened person because her show's called Be Present. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a constant reminder and a kick to myself that <laughs> I I need to hey reel it in you know just just worry about today because that's yeah. enough right I mean yes. we've got we've got enough to worry about. Just well, and day. I think, too, you know, sometimes even when we think of the energy of worry, it's like, why worry? Because worry only creates more of the same. So I like to remind people, shift that worry energy to one of awareness and one of concern. And so what we know, too, as I said, there's things beyond our control. But if we also remember everything is energy and awareness is everything. So the more that we do tune in, and regardless of how your show name came about, it's the perfect name, because as you said, it is a reminder. And just mentioning one more of the principles, it is not enough to understand spiritual teachings, we must live the truth we know. 
And so this is where we practice. And once again, as humans, we are a work in progress. And the more that we don't beat ourselves up for days that went awry and things we didn't do and wish we did or whatever, just be present. Right. See, I love uh, I love talking about these kind of things and talking with people like you because we really are all on on a journey. One of my favorite teachers is Ram Dass, and he would always say, you know, we're walking each other home. Yes. And you know, we really are all kind of on this crazy spinning planet together, and we may be very different, but I think we all really want basically the same things, right? We want to be happy. We want peace. We want love in our lives. I, I think that could probably be universal of everybody, even though outwardly we may disagree completely, you know. So just kind of remembering those things and what's important. And that's where it's so important to have people like you in the world doing the work that you're doing. And you're out there and, and you're teaching and, and you're helping people. And, and you seem really passionate about it. That really comes across in your book as well. Like this is what you really were called to do. I mean, do you feel that this is yes, what you're, every you're ounce on the of path. my being? And, and as you say that, I got chills all over. And to me, that's truth from my guide saying, yes, this is true. This is validation. Right. I mean, did you plan on doing anything else? Like, was there... <laughs> Was there a plan well, B? <laughs> actually, you know, there was, I just always knew I wanted to help people. And I, I thought about being a teacher when I was younger. And then I ended up getting a degree in business and accounting and also a minor in psychology. So I got a, a well-rounded education there. But it was like everything that I do, it's because I want to assist people on this journey into consciousness. And I, I want them to know that they are seen, that they are valued, that they are loved and appreciated, and that sometimes we're faced with challenges, but we also have amazing blessings that show up for us many times in the most unexpected ways. Right. That's so true. And you share in the book, too, that we all have a light to shine and, and gifts to share. And, and you said you felt, you know, that you always wanted to, to help and, and be in service. And that I think that's so that's so important. I mean, I come from a long line of teachers. <laughs> my mother was a teacher. My sister is a, a teacher and administrator. Um, my father was a social worker. And, you know, I think that at the root of all of those, uh, you know, occupations is the desire to help and, and to want to help. And I think yes. that we really and I think that's innate in all of us, even though people might not want to admit it. I mean, I think if there was like a huge bomb blast that went off right now, I think that the guys next door, even though they're hammering and sawing, they would want to help me. Like, I think when it when it hits the when it really hits the fan, you know, we we do want to help each other. All that other stuff can go out the window. You know, we want to help the other person. We don't want to see them hurting or in pain. Right. Um, so it's beautiful what you're doing. You know, I've spoken to a lot of people that when you ask them, you know, what what is your gift or what's your skill? Like I have a a friend who she's like, well, I don't have any talents. There's there's nothing I can do. And when you work with people, how do you try to get them to shift that mentality that we all do have something we can contribute? Yes. Yeah. Our, our first thing is I tell people, you know, when they ask the question, 
what is my purpose? I always say your purpose is to be you. Your purpose is to have a human life experience. And some people really do feel lost and they really don't have that passion within them. And so what I want to do is assist them in discovering that. And sometimes it's rediscovering it, but really just knowing that the truth of who they are is already there. They just have to tap in to that well of divine love that is them. And do you think people just maybe overthink what it is or, or maybe they expect it to be I should be this fabulous painter or have this amazing musical ability or, or something like that when it can really be as simple as well you're super organized you know that that's an amazing talent something that I really don't have I've had to work at it my whole life you know to right. be organized I wish I was but I think people don't see those kind of things as gifts well, I think a lot of people live in their head and not in their hearts. And this is where we want to move down from that headspace and really begin living more from a heart space consciousness. And this is not where we see everything as unicorns and rainbows and glitter. It's being able to see the love in everyone and everything, but also to understand that there's lessons that are here for us also. Yes, that's true. So many lessons. And I think that that never stops, that there's going to no. be lessons that I'll learn probably my last day on this planet. Until you know, they breathe be, the oh, last wow. breath. I, I believe that. <laughs> yes, there's always room to learn and room to grow. And one another great teacher, Louise Hay, that I, I worked uh, with her for a long time. And, you know, she lived to be 92 and she never stopped growing or learning you know she would take ballroom dancing classes or painting and was always reading someone new and was always open to to change and i think you can teach an old dog new tricks you really can that, yes. <laughs> that's yes that's, we can uh, and i want yeah, to mention too diane that 2021 is a five year and that year in numerology is all about personal freedom and change. So it's a time for us to invoke that power of choice that we each have. And a lot of that is embracing that magic that is within each one of us and shining our light so that others feel safe to do the same. Well, I'm looking forward to 2021. This year can't be over fast enough. <laughs> what a year of just challenge and learning and growing and fear and blah, all of that stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm just so and I'm so happy you're out there in the world, you know, helping people and helping them through these challenges. And I know 2021 is going to be amazing. And thank you so much for joining me today, Shelly. It's been so fun to chat with you. And I want to send people to your site. Tell, tell me your website. I'm not sure if I gave the yes, correct address. It's ShellyRWilson.com. ShellyRWilson.com. And you can yes. find her book, available now embracing the magic within and thank you so much shelly for joining me today thank you diane it's been amazing thank you for listening to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. 
I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.